Lovely. Hello, everyone. How's it going? Well, that's a response right there, isn't it? Nice one. Thanks. I feel great now. <laughs> um, brilliant. So I'm preaching the last of the faith preachers. And I've got to tell you, preaching on faith is not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing because you expect a lot of yourself as the week goes on. You expect a lot of yourself as you're prepping it. But you also look in the mirror a lot and you're like, well, where is my faith at? Where, where am I at? Now, I've got to be completely candid and honest with you. This morning, and this is the part that I've just spoken to Ben, if I can get past this part, then great. This morning, we had a family bereavement. So the first thing that I experienced when I woke up was someone's died, someone very close. <clears throat> so it was, uh, and, and you've just prepped this whole preach on faith and faith levels, low, medium and high. And I've got to tell you, if, if that had happened six months ago, absolutely no chance would I be in here. No chance at all. Like, it's, it's not happening. I've got to be honest. And some of the things that we're going to talk about today, the actual things that you can, can go away and do, will mean that if the same thing happens to you, you can get up and say God's good. You know, you can say it and mean it. It's not just words. So yeah, my day started terribly. So I apologise to all the people that said like, how you doing? And I'm like, yeah, rubbish. <laughs> not great at all. Awful. Pretty much the worst way your day can start. But it can only get better, right? It can only get better. And, and already the fact, I, I, honestly, I, I had this like picture when we were worshipping of almost like, a, and I'm not saying God's a puppeteer, but almost like I was on puppet strings. But all of them this morning got ripped out, except for faith. And that's what my preach is on today, is on that faith. And if you have just that mustard seed, he can just hold you up through anything. So yeah, so that, that is me. That's how my day started. And I'm glad I can smile about it. I got past the, the tough part. So it's a bit like, I think, this preach, a faith MOT. Right? We've had a few preaches on faith. We've all got, well, some of us have cars, some of us have been in cars, some of us go in buses, whatever. They all need an MOT. And I think that we actually might need an MOT. I want you to think about your faith level right now. So I put it into the most simple terms. Is your faith really low? Is it, is it medium or is it high? And I'm going to quantify some of those things. And the scripture today, by the way, is Joshua 6, verse 1, where they're walking around the walls of Jericho. So I will get to that. I'll just waffle a bit first. So if your faith is low, then you can feel confused and disconnected, especially from everyone here and especially from God. If your faith is low, it's actually one of the easiest places to be a Christian. That's weird, right? That's, that's quite strange. Because you can come along, you don't have to do anything, right? You go, you, in fact, you don't even come along half the time. And when you do come along, you don't feel like you actually want to be here, right? You can barely drag yourself along to church because you're like, well, meh. it's basically the equivalent of meh, right? Low faith is meh. We can just about attend church. We ignore provision. That's an interesting one. So when our faith is low, suddenly we stop seeing the things God's doing for us, right? When, I, when my faith is low, I don't notice that he's just saved me from that huge bill. I don't notice that I got a new job. I don't notice that I'm able to do this, this and this because we're not looking at God. We're looking in the mirror going, oh, oh, is this it? Is this all there is? We get swept up in the ways of the world. You find yourself on social media, checking all of these things, getting, oh, I'm irritated. Oh, I'm offended. Let's take this passion that I should have for God and let's be offended online. That's awesome. 
I could spend all day doing that. When our faith is low, all of that stuff captivates us. It becomes the sole, almost the sole source of our attention. But don't worry, this isn't just like a, I'm not just going to stamp on people, right? Then there's medium faith. And I tend to exist in medium faith zone. And we will also shift between faith zones, right? We will shift as we go through our lives. I'd say that medium, uh, medium faith is like, you know, you know, everyone, most people here would be there. You, you tend to get answers to prayer. And then sometimes you, you're struggling with answers to prayer and you're waiting and you're getting a bit frustrated, but you're still trying. You're still asking for those prayers. Some of us will have those for, for decades and years. You start to recognise some of the provision that God's making for you, right? You do start to see, oh, actually, wow, wow, okay. And then you give back to God, you know? You return some of what he's given to you. You begin to encourage each other. You might say to someone, oh, I feel like God's got this word for you, right? I feel like the job that you're doing is exactly where you should be. And you start to encourage each other. But there is still an element of, meh, there's still an element of it. It's not as easy a place to be as low faith. And I know that sounds unusual. I know that sounds unusual. It's not as easy as that. Because as soon as we start to get a bit of faith, God gives us a more challenge, right? Oh, you're starting to feel a bit, oh, you actually, you do believe in me. Great. Here's some more challenge. And then there's the one that I really wish I wasn't in at the moment. And that's just me being honest. That's high faith. Because high faith, you will start to see signs and wonders, right? You will literally be experiencing the miraculous. And that's not why I don't want it. You'll see miracles. You'll see provision in everything you do. You know, when you put on your shoes, when you put on your clothes in the morning, you'll see God. You'll be like, oh, wow, okay. You provided all of that stuff. Fair play. Oh, there's petrol in my car again, even though I haven't got a job anymore. Brilliant. That's God. You'll see him in everything. Prophecy. There'll be prophecy in your life. You will prophesy for people. You'll be looking for words for other people when you're in a place of high faith. Healing. How many times do we pray for healing, right? How many times have I prayed for healing in low faith mode and gone, God, why aren't you healing me? But I had no clue about what he wanted. I had no clue about what Jesus wanted for me. It was what I wanted. And then the final one, the reason that I struggle with high faith is challenge. And then in brackets, last night, I wrote, often extreme. <laughs> Tears. Nice one. Often extreme. If you're in a place of high faith, he will provide you and, and, and you will go through extreme challenge. Extreme challenge, bereavements, health issues. That's where you'll be. But it will be in a place where you can praise him in it. And you can show people who he is in it more than you could in low or medium. But it's a place that you have to want to get to. You, you have to want to get there because it's not nice sometimes. It really isn't. You know, when you have to step out in faith on social media, that can be really tricky. You know, when someone asks you at work about your faith, that can be really tough. So high faith, although, it, you know, as Christians, we're like, of course, I want to get to high faith. Do you? Do you really? And at the end of this, um, as we look at Joshua... I'm going to give you some actual things that you can do. Whether you do them or not, that's up to you. It really is. It's up to you to decide what level of faith you want in, in your life. I can tell you that it's not easy, but I, I would actually rather be here than low. I really would. Because otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> what's the point? So I'm going to skip this whole part because we don't want to be waffling forever. 
All right. Have we got this scripture, uh, Joshua 6, verse 1? I'm just going to test your skills. Don't worry. So if we don't know or if we, if we can't remember, obviously Joshua had been with the Israelites and they left Egypt. Oh, everyone's looking in their Bibles. Look, at, look, this is good. I like this. And in the, previous, uh, in the previous verses, they'd left Egypt. He was with Moses, obviously. They got to the Dead Sea or the Red Sea? This is like a quiz question. Red? Red Sea, yeah. And he held out his staff and, he, and, and the seas opened and they stepped through and they walked through it. So he'd seen all of this. But then there came a time where it was Joshua's turn. And what big boots did he have to fill? Can you imagine following that guy? Ridiculous. So suddenly he had to step up to, to the plate and, and lead them on that final step. And Moses popped his clogs and he must have been thinking, now what? Oh, well, what on earth am I going to do? What am I doing now? I'm not this guy. And we've all done that, right? We've done that with parents. We've done that with other people we look up to where you just feel like you, you're in their shadow the whole time. You just, how am I supposed to live up to that? Well, guess what? You're not supposed to live up to that. You're supposed to be the best version of you in God. And that comes through high faith. So he's like, now what? And we're like, now what? Now what about our job? What about our health? What about sudden illness? I'm glad I wrote that one. What about family? But our faith determines our ability to respond. Our faith determines our ability to respond. So if you want to be able to respond in God's way, we need to build our faith. Okay. So Joshua has to listen to God because he's seen, because, because he's seen so much. And it's interesting and I wrote here, faith requires us to wet our toes. Faith requires us to wet our toes, quite literally in his case, because they walked through the seabed. It must have been damp. I can't imagine it was like bone dry. Kick a few fish back into the watery bit. But he saw what Moses did. And this is like the little known part of the Bible is he saw what Moses had done. And then he actually did it again. So they got to uh, the Jordan and it was like the last hurdle before they got, to, got into the promised land. And he parted that sea. I very much doubt he'd have parted that sea if he hadn't have already seen. You know, I think he's more a bit, a bit like some of us. You know, we almost need to have seen it to then know that it can happen. So he, he, they walked through there and he did something interesting then. He made a memorial. So he remembered what God had done. And he got 12, I think it was 12 stones placed them down and he, and he remembered the work that God had done. That's another one. And it's one of our little checklists that you'll need for building your faith is to remember the things that God has done for you. Specifically writing them down is super important because I, I mean, I came across a few, uh, a few in my, uh, in my notes and stuff that I'd forgotten had happened. When we rocked up in Australia, we went to live in Australia for a bit because we were 20 and that's what you do. You know, we wanted to escape Wales. We were like, you know, it's too cold and damp. No, thanks. Sorry if you're Welsh. Um, so we went to Australia and we got there. It was during the credit crunch. Do you remember the credit crunch back in the day? Yeah, when it was like, that was like uh, an unusual thing. So we got there and, and people said, hey, you'll never ever, like literally said to me, and I was like, you jokers, you'll never get a job working in an office, right? You, you might as well go start fruit picking now. That's like the standard in Australia. And I had a job in an office within a week. And at the time I didn't really attribute it to God but I still wrote it down. 
But you look through the flow of your life and you'll see God everywhere, absolutely everywhere. So Joshua 6 verses 1. And, and while we're reading it, I want you to have in your head the, the disparity between a faith in God, Joshua and his armies, and then a faith in bricklayers or a faith in builders or a faith in your nice fancy high walls as you're sat inside this place. All right. Now I need to find the scripture. Have we got the scripture on the screen? Because I'm going to have to read it off there because I've blatantly got it on my other device. No, you, you ready? He's ready. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hands with its king and mighty men of valour. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. So at this point, and I wrote it in my notes, <laughs> God will ask you to do some very odd things. Right? It might not be, you know, we might not see Daniel going around the block with a trumpet. Well, we might do. <laughs> but he will ask you to do some very unusual things for your character. You, you know your character, right? And he knows it. And he might ask you to do the very thing you hate doing. You know, I've got a good friend in this church. <laughs> I won't mention his name because it's not kind. <coughs> But I think it's fair to say that he struggles with patience for people sometimes. And God goes, hey, here's a good idea. Why don't you go and spend all of your time around annoying people that want your attention and won't give you any time to speak? And then I want you to pray for those people. And I want you to spend your whole time with them. And, you know, he could have said, and maybe 10 years, 20 years ago, he would have said, no, thanks. But now he's like, yes, please. Because he's in that high faith place and he knows how difficult that is, but he's loving it. It's like a kid in a candy store. You know, he's got a smile on his face when he's telling me how annoying that person was. And then I prayed for them. And, and that is where we need to get to. <laughs> so let's keep going. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of rams, horns, before the ark. On the seventh day, you should march around the city seven times and the priests, pause, and get to the, shall blow the trumpets. Okay, so you've got to imagine this, this was a proper army, right? It was a proper army. You don't go to your fully fledged army with its vanguard and its horsemen and its spearmen. You don't go up to them and go, all right, lads, you know, you know you've seen uh, the start of Gladiator. On my signal, unleash hell, right? You don't, you don't go up and go, on my signal, get the trumpets out. You've got to walk around, yeah? It's a 1.7 mile journey, it'll be fine. Take us about an hour and a half for the city size, based on estimates. We're going to walk around and uh, you're going to blow the trumpets. You're going to carry the Ark of the Covenant. They would be like, you absolute lemon. <laughs> I'm not doing, you know what I mean? They would, they would be like, it's not happening. Well, what are you thinking? It would be embarrassing. After Moses, remember, he's got to follow in the footsteps. Moses did the sea thing, so they're like, yeah, he's the boss. He did the, uh, the manna from heaven. Fantastic. Wow, Moses. Wow, awesome. We didn't really have to do anything. We just get cap uh, released from captivity. We walk around a bit. We moaned a lot, sure. And our faith went up and down. But we didn't have to blow trumpets and walk around this big city. What's that going to do? Get the ballista out. Come on, let's start ramming the doors down. No, no, no. You're going to walk around. You're going to play your trumpets. Fantastic. So they did it. And it was about, one, yeah, it would have taken them about two hours to walk around <coughs> blowing and again, you've got the, uh, the God faith level on the outside of those people. They're a little bit embarrassed, as we are sometimes when we talk to people that haven't got faith. And then you've got the world uh, faith level. Ooh, sorry. 
and, and as they're walking around, sorry, I'm doing this, this is happening. Oh yeah. <laughs> as they're walking around, the people inside the walls, aka you, are looking at it going, what? Look at them. They're walking around the walls. This is ridiculous. What are they doing? That's not going to do anything. That's embarrassing. Right? And they, and they would have felt super confident in those bricks. Right? That, that, those huge chunks of stone. They're like, wow. Look at them. Today, they'd be tweeting it, wouldn't they? Be all over Twitter. They'd be like, look at these. Look at that. There'd be little video clips. There'd be memes everywhere, wouldn't there? He's on his second lap. Lol. But they did that every day for six days. And then on the last day, they had to do it seven times. That's long, right? Was it seven times or six times on the last day? Seven times. That's long. I mean, that's quite a big old hefty walk when you've got these priests doing their thing and blowing their trumpets. You've got this huge lot. You're probably going about two kilometers an hour working your way around. God will ask you to do some really weird things. But when you're in a medium or high faith place, you'll be able to do them. It might be weird for you to even be here today, right? Old you might have looked at you now and said, what, what are you doing sat there when this has happened in your week? You've lost your job. Why are you sat in church? You know what I mean? Do you want more faith? Not an easier place, but a much more solid foundation. So when you make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout and the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. So Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of rams, horns, rams, horns, before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, go forward, march around the city and let the armed men pass on before the ark of the Lord. And just as Joshua had commanded the people, the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord went forward, blowing the trumpets with the ark of the covenant of the Lord following them. So they did it. They didn't want to do it, but they did it. It's quite... Um, I know we do sometimes question whether God has a sense of humour. It's very similar to me stood here this morning. It, re it really is. I, don't want, I, d I didn't really want to do it. And I, I actually left before you guys got here, right? I, I left and went home. Kind of understandably, I was like, no. But then I got home and, and I looked at this and it's like faith levels. Well, if I actually am in a high faith or if I actually do have this faith, then I need to get back there. Because that's the point. That's the point. So what God's going to do in some of you today is he's going to build back your faith a little bit. And then he's going to send you out of here with some things that you can then go, okay, I can actually do that. But you do have to sacrifice. It's not easy. It really isn't. Like uh, fair play to Ben, right? We started a Bible plan in January. Uh, and what's the Bible plan been mostly about so far? Job. You know, you've got a big, big bit about Job. You've got, you've got plumbing. Seriously? You know, this guy had a terrible life. So we were having a bit of, kind of a bit of a, a dark humour chuckle before I got up to preach. <laughs> you know, like remembering what God's been teaching me, I guess. But it is funny to see, and, it, uh, and again, I'm being completely honest, I've always found the Bible incredibly difficult to read. Really boring sometimes. I found it really boring. I have, I have. I, found it, I have found it really boring, but that's because... 
I've treated it like any other book. You know, I've treated it like there's this thing that, oh, I can read that at any point. I can read that whenever. You know, I'll get there eventually. And Jim would be like, have you not read it? I'd be like, <coughs> um, I'm sure I've read that bit, yeah. No, the answer is no, I haven't read that bit. But we're getting it done now, you know, and it's making a huge difference, huge difference. So let's keep going. And then we'll go through our checklist and then I'll stop waffling. Uh, the armed men were walking before the priests who were blowing the trumpets and the rear guard was walking after the ark while the trumpets blew continually. But Joshua commanded the people, you shall not shout or make your voice heard. Neither shall any word go out from your mouth until the day I tell you to shout. Then shall you shout. Just an important one there is that a big part of uh, wisdom and faith is timing. Massive part of wisdom and faith is timing. When, uh, when we're younger, we can want to just run in. Just run in, just convert them all. Let's get door knocking. Come on, let's kick the doors down. Come to church. Yeah, that'd be great. Might not be. Might actually put them off, send them in the opposite direction. So just being aware of the timing of God in your life is really important. And it can also take away a lot of frustration because you're not sat there thinking, oh, I've been praying for this person for three minutes already. Why aren't they saved? Right? You might have a bit more perseverance. So he caused the ark of the Lord to circle the city, going about it once, and they came into the camp and spent the night in the camp, as you do. Then Joshua rose early in the morning and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. And the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord walked on and they blew the trumpets continually. And the armed men were walking before them and the rear guard was walking after the ark of the Lord while the trumpets blew continually. I think just to clarify, they're walking and they're blowing trumpets, right? Just in case you hadn't noticed. And the second day they marched around the city once and returned into camp. And so they did it for six days. On the seventh day, they rose early at the dawn of the day and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day that they marched around the city seven times. There you go. But isn't it funny that you, you, you get asked to do something that you initially think, oh, whatever, like, what are you doing? This is ridiculous. You're then made to do it repeatedly. You're then made to do it multiple more times than you've ever done it before in a much shorter period of time because he's grown your faith to a level where that's okay. And at the seventh time, when the priests have blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. Amen. And the city and all that is within it shall be devoted to the Lord for destruction and only Rahab the prostitute and all who, all who are with her in her house shall live because she hid the messengers whom we sent. But you keep yourself from the things devoted to destruction, lest when you devoted, devoted them, you take any of the devoted things and make a camp of Israel a thing for destruction and bring trouble upon it. AKA the stuff we're about to go and destroy, don't go taking it on, but you know, don't go taking it. If you're trying to remove this thing from your life or you're trying to finally eradicate that sin that's lived in your life for so long, don't keep a piece of it. Oh, I'm going to de delete my, cert my, my internet browse history, but I'm going to still keep the ability to get there. Maybe not. But all silver and gold and every vessel of bronze and iron are holy to the Lord. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord. So the people shouted. I mean, that must have sounded pretty terrifying, right? You've just watched these... These people walking around this city, 
doing their thing. And maybe day one, you were laughing. Day two, you, mm, day three, four. Remember, it's a siege as well. So, you, you know, you haven't got people coming in and out. There's no food and water coming in and out. So there's that natural fear. But then they, they, then they start doing it like seven times. And you're like, hang on. I think you'd start to, because they would have also heard about this, these people that had left slavery. They may, they may have known about this army. And you start to then question Am I in the right side of this wall? Am I in the right side of this wall? That's another one for us to ask ourselves, isn't it? Uh, Where was I? Uh, The people shouted a great shout and the slide moved on. Wow, the suspense. The wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him and they captured the city. Then they devoted all in the city to destruction, both men and women, young and old, oxen, sheep and donkeys with the edge of the sword. But to the two men who had spied out the land, Joshua said, go into the prostitute's house and bring out from there the women and all who belong to her as you swore to her. So the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father and mother and brothers and all who belonged to her and they for all her relatives and put them outside the camp of Israel. It's funny, isn't it? Even, even amongst all of that, there's a way, right? There's a way out of it for those people that are willing, for those people that want to go, all right, God, fair play, all right, all this rubbish. You remember the, uh, the thief on the cross? Even at that last minute, he's like praying, just save me. And God's like, all right. It doesn't have to be massively difficult. You don't have to feel like you're millions of miles from God, even if you've done a load of rubbish. He's constantly just right behind you, just waiting for you to go, okay, I'll turn back to you. It's all good. And they burned the city with fire and everything in it. Only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. But Rahab the prostitute in her father's household and all who belonged to her, Joshua saved alive. And she has lived in Israel to this day. It's the last one, isn't it? Oh, because she hid the messages from Joshua sent to spy at Jericho. All right. I think that's where we're going to go up to. Yeah. Yeah. That's the last one. I think that's, I think that's, that's kind of what we need to hear. So, faith levels, low, medium, high. Joshua, obviously, because of what he'd seen, because of what he'd walked through, because of literally what's just happened, his faith levels were very high, but he was in an incredibly challenging situation. Is there a timer on there in my eyes? Oh, yeah, 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 my eyes are so bad. Wow, that's small, isn't it? So here's a little toolkit of things you can do. You might want to write some of these down, depending on what you're like. If it was me, if I don't write it down, like, that's me done. It's never happening. I have to kind of challenge myself. So I added a new number one while we were sat um, during worship and it's repent and remember. So repent, it doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for like ever or if you're a Christian for five seconds. The things that are bad in your life, the things that are constantly holding you back, which you know about, all you need to do is say to God, you know what, God, I believe in you. I believe you are who you say you are and and, and the God of, of everyone in the Bible and the God of us today, I'm sorry about that stuff. I put it down, I lay it down, I devote it all to destruction. I don't want it there anymore. And again, at the end, if people want prayer for that, just come up and get prayer. You only live once. And I know that this morning more than ever. Number two, 
pray daily. Pray daily. Now, obviously, the church had its prayer day yesterday uh, with uh, fasting and things like that. But praying daily for everything, for everything. And I know this is a controversial one. People are like, oh, should you pray for everything? Well, I'm going to argue that you should pray for everything. If you're able to, and if you feel in your heart to pray for it, pray for it. If you're riding along, you feel your mood getting, getting, getting high, you're getting hot head, pray. If you suddenly remember an old friend and they just come onto your heart, you're like, what? Pray. If you have a terrible morning, pray. Just bring it all to prayer. And it sounds so simple, but write it down. Pray. Number two, three, am I losing track? Three, thanks. It's because my numbers don't match what I've said. Nice. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. The church has set up this, uh, the, the group which you can access on your phone and it's, it's, a, it's instant accountability. And that's what I struggled with in the past. If it was left up to me, I'm sitting at home, I'm looking at my plush Bible and it's a plush Bible, but it's dusty, bro. It's dusty because it never gets opened. But my, um, sorry, I did say bro. Um, it's just the way I am. Sorry, I'm not sorry. Um, <laughs> she, she said, he said bro. Um, sorry, sorry, I'll never say that again. Oh, well, okay, that's cool. So yeah, get some accountability for reading your Bible if that's what you need. Some of us are amazing. I know there's a few people, friends of mine in this church who just are brilliant and they read it and they're amazing and good on you, great. But if you're not that person, find some accountability. The, the thing that they've set up with the church is essentially you'll get a ping on your phone and it will tell you each day what you're reading. And at the end of it, you can share your thoughts. And it's incredibly useful just sharing your thoughts. There might, it might be the only time you've ever shared your thoughts on these things with other people that you share a faith with. And that, guess what, will increase your faith. Happy days. Uh, what number am I on? Thanks very much. Uh, attend church services. This is an interesting one because my, my mother-in-law, if you're listening, stopped going to church at one point and tried to convince me that that was the right thing. And I disagree. It says, <laughs> I felt like she tripped me up then. It says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching, Hebrews 10 verse 25. And another example of being able to encourage each other by attending church would be life groups. The week, week life groups each week are so important. That's almost the um, exact replica of the uh, biblical church. And again, you will build your faith. If you want, if you legit sat there thinking, hey, I want to increase my faith, get yourself to a life group. And if you're not, unless you've got a good reason, you should be. <laughs> oh, I'm in that mood. All right, the next one. This is, you're going to like this, Ben. The next one is get involved in church activities. Find a way to get involved in your church and guess what? Serve other people. If the only person you serve by coming to church is yourself, you're in the wrong place. I don't mean that. It sounds harsh, right? But it's true. If you're coming here for a show, I've got bad news for you. You're in the wrong place. So, for just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, though many, we form one body and each member belongs to all the others. Romans 12, 4 to 5. And that's why I'm not running crash, right? Because there's someone else in here that can do that much better than me. We don't have a youth group in here. There is guaranteed someone in here that could do youth or could, could, could help us start it. Is whether or not, where do you want your faith? 
Where do you, where, you know, where do you actually want to, where, where do you actually want to be? There are positions in this church for you. There is something specifically made for you, just for you. So come and see one of the, uh, the elders, you know, and we'll happily set you up in creche. <laughs> the next one, which is probably six, is <laughs> practice acts of kindness. Practice acts of kindness. Show kindness to those around you. Put your faith into action. And then you've got that, that enigma of faith without deeds, deeds without faith is debt, you know. You have to do something, basically. If someone asks for your help, help them. That's more so if you don't like them. Sorry, we know it though, don't we, right? It's always that person. They're like, can I? And you're like, of course you can. <laughs> Be kind and show compassion to one another. Forgiving each other, just as Christ God forgave you. Ephesians 4.32, you're laughing too hard over there, Ian. I only asked once. Number seven, trust in God. This is the easy one to say, but after reading Job, I think it's possible. The trust in God, as we say, will be linked to your faith level. So it'll be linked to where you are in your faith level. All right. So no matter what life throws at you, trust that God is with you and has a plan for your life. I wish I hadn't written this before this morning. Actually, no, it's just fair play to you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit it to him and he will make your path straight. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. And then the next one. <laughs> I deleted one actually, which I kind of wish I hadn't. And it was about memorising scripture. There's a, I read this part in um, Psalms. I've hidden my word in your heart that I may... Uh, that I might not sin against you. There's something about actually knowing the word rather than just reading it. So that might be for someone. I've, I've re-included it. Now I definitely know what number we're on. Number 10, listen for God's voice. This is really funny actually because as I was riding home yesterday on my wheel, <laughs> I've normally got my headphones in and I'm blurring out some nonsense. Um, but the music cut out and I had a big chunk of time. Where I think we were all, we got, oh, we've got no time left. Oh dear. I'm right at the end. Um, the music cut out and I had a time to just think about what God wanted me to say. And then he completely changed it. But be still and know that I am God. I'll be exhorted among the nations. I'll be exhorted on the earth. Psalm 46. And the last one, last point. Speak words of faith. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. 1 Thessalonians 5, 11. Really important. We say every Sunday, if you've got a word, if you feel like God's talking to you, just come and share it with us. And it doesn't have to be at the front. This isn't a you show. It isn't an us show. But if you feel like, hang on, I've really been thinking about this thing, please grab one of us. And even if it's from the back, right, or we'll reinterpret it, whatever, please do share it. It's really important. And again, that can start in life groups. That can start in a small way when you join that Bible group we were just talking about. Yeah, and you can share your thoughts on there and start to encourage. So that is it. Those things hopefully will help you to increase your faith. Do have a think about where is your faith at right now and where do you want to be? I'm just going to pray because I'm really thankful that I'm still stood here and I haven't cried or anything ridiculous based on this morning. So yeah, Father, I just thank you so much that you give us the faith level that we ask for and that you give us the challenge and that you give us all of those things, Jesus. You give us the blessings you, you help us when, when there are bereavements. You help us when, when there are challenging times. And you're true to your word, Father. 
I pray for everyone here who's sat there and that there's been one little thing maybe that they've heard this morning and they're like, oh my goodness, I need to get prayed for. I need to, you know, I get, I got to get someone in here to pray for me because my life feels like an implosion. So at the end, uh, we'll, we'll be over the side here. If you want prayer, please do that. Jesus, bless everyone. Amen. Amen.